Before we get to today's episode of Off the Bench on the Wizards Podcast Network, we want to remind you to download the Wizards app on the go and in the palm of your hand. The official Washington Wizards team app is your mobile home for all things Wizards. Everything you need to know when it comes to game previews and recaps, radio broadcasts, and stats, all at the touch of a button. You can even access the Monumental Sports Network and the Wizards Podcast Network with ease. Download the official Wizards team app today. What's up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group and part of the Wizards Podcast Network. I'm Jackson Filio with Zach Rosen, as always, of Wizards Digital, and joined today by a very special guest, Wizards guard Ish Smith. Ish, what's up, man? What's going on, Jackson? Zach, what's going on, y'all? Good, man. So uh, first and foremost, um, we're recording this just after learning the news of the guilty verdicts. Uh, in the case of George Floyd's killing. And uh, you, know, you guys as a team were really active and outspoken over the course of the last year since he was killed. Um, I just want to know where your head is at now that there's a verdict. Yeah, uh, I think for me, it's a relief. Um, you know, what was done, we all saw it um, was uh, inhumane and, and was wrong. And so I'm glad we got it right. Uh, the justice system got it right. Um, you know, and if that is, um, you know, peace for his family, um, you know, and, 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 you know, my heart obviously goes out because, you know, his children, you know, they need their father and they, they won't be able to see him, touch him, be able to him to be able to physically, uh, be the father that they need. Um, you know, so I pray that the Lord blesses them, you know, in, in so many different ways, but, um, on a brighter note, it is a situation to where, um, where, where, you know, I think as a, the biggest word is relief. I think that's probably the biggest thing, Jackson, that I can think of just one word that comes to my head. I know that you, you know, like Jackson said, you guys have been super involved in the community. The Juneteenth uh, March obviously comes to mind, but, you know, how do you view your role as leaders in our community now going forward with the Wizards, the Mystics, and, and just, you know, Monumental as a, as a brand itself? Yeah, we, uh, you know, whether we like it or not, uh, we have a duty, um, you know, and everybody's role is different. Some people are well-spoken and outspoken. Uh, as Brad, um, he was special, I thought, all last year. Um, and not only just speaking about it, acting on it. Um, and then some guys' roles are different into where they do it in their community back home and, and you don't even know what's going on. Uh, but it is our duty to give back, whether it's our time, whether it's our money, uh, whether it's our energy. Um, and we all have different beliefs on what needs to be done or, or um, what's the next move. Uh, but you have to make some kind of action uh, in whatever you, you, know, you want to do in your community. And like I said, whether we you know, you, you receive that responsibility or not, it's a responsibility that you have to take on uh, to reach back and grab, you know, your community, grab the people um, around you and uh, bring them up um, in any way you can. Uh, it could be just by the way you talk and the way you act um, and the way you walk. Uh, it could be an impact. Uh, it could be like a lot of guys got AU teams. It could be whatever the case is we have to educate and I reach back and um, and I think as a family, all 450 of us do a great job of that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I speak for everybody, Zach included, when I say we were proud over the last year to have been a part of a group that was active and then to watch you guys do what you did. Um, and, you know, obviously you mentioned it just as as a beginning. So, um, you know, it, it, it's special to be able to watch you guys continue to do that and be leaders in that sense. Um, yeah, because yeah. Jackson, we, we, we got to do research because there's people who actually, uh, political science leaders, it's, got, it's, it's people, uh, men and women who actually, you know, really study these things. And so I think we have to pick their brains. We have to educate ourselves so we know what's, what's the next move to help our community. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing, not just to act. We have to know what the next move is. And, and when we take that approach and then act, then I think, like you said, Jackson, then it puts us in a better situation and position um, to uplift and, and help our community. Yeah, well said. Um, you know, there's no easy transition from something heavy and important like that to, yeah. to basketball, but we do want to talk some hoops with you while you're here. Um, teams on a roll, uh, pretty directly correlated to your return. Um, you know, you can, you can make with that if you want, but, uh, Don't take you all must... the credit. <laughs> no, that is not my credit. Y'all Y'all know me. Man. I'm very <laughs> humble, man. I, that this, um, uh, when we're healthy, Jackson and Zach, man, we're pretty good. Um, and I thought early in the year, shortened, uh, preseason, a lot of different things, as you guys know, that kind of hindered either the growth of the young guys and, and, um, and Denny coming in right away, you know, knowing different things. You can see him now finding out, finding his way. And then Russ's transition to the team, um, trying to figure out how that works. And now guys are getting used to it. Um, Aul has been huge. Um, uh, Rui's been huge. Like, uh, and then, you know, Robin and, and, and bringing in Hutch and Daniel. Like, so those pieces, we're a team, man. And, and that's how we move. And that's how we react and act. And uh, I think, uh, for us, there's no, I, there's no way y'all know I'm not gonna take none of that freaking credit. Like, like we do this as a team, and and we've been playing well. We went on an eight game winning streak um, early in the year, and um, we're behind the eight ball. Y'all know we're behind the eight ball, so uh, we we got to keep fighting, keep pushing, keep winning. And uh, it's it's not easy that uh, we got Steph coming in, averaging, <laughs> putting on a show like he is. Uh, but it makes for some good basketball because him and Brad, they scored a basketball at such a high level. And, you know, we would, we're all just joking and stuff. You are nah, one nah, of the most nah. humble people um, around. But um, for you, you know, what did you learn from the sidelines during this process? Um, when you were getting back, you know, you missed 20 plus games. You were sitting in a chair shooting the ball. I mean, just like almost like like you learned how to play basketball again uh, physically. Um, but what, what was it like from the sideline? Well, Z, the biggest thing for me, it actually helped me fine tune some shooting like it really did, um, you know, and it helped me from the three point line have a smoother release for it to kind of, you know, look effortless and um, and to be able to shoot with some range. I joke around with some of the guys. I'm like, man, shooting was supposed to be this easy. Man, I made it hard last year with all that hitching and holding the basketball and stuff like that. Uh, uh, so Corey Gaines, man, he did such a great job with me, just kind of sitting me in the chair um, and really developing and working with me. Uh, Mike Ashton, uh, Adam, our strength coach, we just did a lot of work and just kind of reforming your body and, and getting things the right way and all the little kinks that you had that was wrong, you know, getting it back in the right position and, 
and then um, refining my shooting, which is you know hard when you're in year 11 because you you got this way of like this is how I do, this is how I do, and um, I think you never are too old to uh, continue to grow and continue to de develop. I had a coach, high school coach Scott Brewer, used to tell me, <laughs> funniest thing ever. He used to be like, man, you uh, when you stop learning and stop growing, you need to die. That's what he told us as high school. <laughs> Just to the and point. Was, it was to the point. He said, the, the day you stop learning and the day you stop developing, you just need to go die somewhere. And we was like, okay, coach, let me find something to learn because I'm trying to live long. I mean, you kind of mentioned it this, this late into your career. How do you get to a point where you decide that you need to make a change as substantial as that? That's, you know, that's, that sounds like something that a guy would do very early in his career, or if he was having catastrophic shooting issues. And neither of those are true for you. You know, you weren't shooting your highest percentages ever, but, you know, it was, um, you know, it wasn't God awful, but you, you found it necessary to completely rework the thing. How do you, how do you come to that decision? Well, um, so for me, I, honestly, Jackson, I'm going to be honest with you. I remember playing Milwaukee in the playoffs against Detroit. And um, I remember we got swept, but I remember thinking to myself, like, in the playoffs, you can't have any flaws. And that doesn't mean you're going to make every shot. Z, Jackson, that don't mean you're going to make every shot. That don't mean you're going to make every play. But you need to have a confidence that if I get this shot, it's going in. Whether it goes in or not, like you, you just have to have that confidence. Or if I come up this pick and roll, this is going down. And so I think for me, I got here last year. And last year we were in a situation where we were just playing. You know, we were just hooping, no pressure. And I shot a career high 37%, but I still wasn't, you know, happy about it. I'm like, listen, if I play off the basketball, we're going to play playoff basketball. Obviously, you know, we thought, you know, we're, Russ coming in, you know, but we thought at the specific time John was coming in and they had traded for uh, Russ. And so I'm like, look, we're going to be either pushing towards the playoff or we're going to be in the playoffs. And you can't really have any flaws. And so I was trying to fine tune some things and I was kind of stuck in between the old way and the new way. And it was just a little janky early in the year. And so the injury kind of helped me just sit back and be like, man, let me get this right. If I really uh, want to make an impact, not only for my team, um, uh, but for my career moving forward uh, to where it's the Jason Keys, it's the Rajon Rondos, those guys where they say, oh man, they can't shoot, but now Jason Keys is a top 10 three-point shooter. Now Rondo is shooting, you know, high thirties from three. Um, you know, it's a lot of guys that, that as you get older, you kind of like take your time and be like, man, I got to get this right. Cause your athletic ability, yes, you still have it, but it kind of starts to, you know, dip a little bit and your speed and those different things. And so now you're using your brain and um, you know your skill, and so it's something that you can always learn how to shoot. I tell kids that all the time, uh, and I just felt like a child again, kind of relearning on the form and, and different things, how to you know develop and grow and take my game to another level. This team has gone through a seven and one stretch uh, earlier in the year. Like, what do you feel like is the difference from then to now? Because after that, I mean, I think I know part of the answer. Y'all hit the all star break, so you kind of lost momentum. But yes. is there anything different you think uh, about this run versus what it was then? Dude, you hit it, man. I just think the all-star break, we hit the all-star break and everybody was like, whew, man, we're playing well. Let's catch our breath. Then we came out of all-star break and I think our engines, we like revved them up a little too slow 
and everybody else hit the floor running. And so, uh, but now I think we have a sense of desperation and we're just clicking on all cylinders. I mean, each guy that comes in uh, and because we have so much talent and coaches playing so many guys, when you're out there, you can't play around with your minutes. Like you, you have to be really good and, and bring it. Um, so coach, one thing I love about coach, he's a field coach. So if that thing is feeling good and it's rolling, he's going to roll with it. And so you want to be playing well and playing uh, at a high level. So coach can be like, hey, man, leave him out there. Let's roll. And, and so you can see that uh, with Daniel, the three bigs. You can see that yeah. with me, Russ, and Aul. Uh, you can see that with the, the uh, with, with DB, um, uh, Garrison, and Isak. Like, you, you could just see, and Hutch. Like, you could just see, like, guys are like, man, I'm trying to get out on that floor. When I get out on that floor, like, I want to play at a high level. Uh, and so um, that's something that uh, – that I think now guys are like now hitting on all cylinders uh, and we, we just have to keep it going because, you know, this stretch run, these next 15 games, uh, we got to be really, really good. Forgive me if I'm uh, not remembering one, but have you yet had the honor to throw an alley dunk to Daniel Gafford? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, oh, yeah, uh, he threw the, you threw the one where he like caught it and was getting absolutely shoved yeah. and he still dunked it. Yeah. What is it so, like playing with a guy like that? I mean, we've heard, Coach Brooks talk about it. We've heard Russ talk about it. I don't think we've heard necessarily from you just how much that, you know, not only makes things easier for the entire team, but like for you specifically, how much does that change the role of the point guard playing with a guy that can do what he can do? Uh, Jackson, it's huge. When you, so I've had a lot of different lob threats in my, my career. Uh, now I've been on a lot of different teams, but I've had a lot of different lob threats. Uh, and even in the college, like it was something that, uh, we would um, – we always had lob threats. We always – the James Johnsons, Alfred Rook was on my team, Chase McFarland, David Weaver, uh, L.D. Williams. We had those different guys in college. And Coach would, like, teach us, like, how to throw lobs, how to throw lobs of guys, how to uh, – when guys run in the lane, how to put the ball, like, in the corner of the, you know, the basket so the guy could take it in. So it was something that, you know, Coach taught us when we was in college. Uh, you know, Jeff Battle, Dino Gaudio, Skip Prosser, our uh, whole coaching staff, Pat Kelsey. So then when I got to the NBA, um, Chris would always come back when I was in college. And you remember the Tyson Chandler and his connection. So he'd always show us how to snake and throw lobs, snake and throw lobs, and how to utilize the big. So my first three or four years, I didn't play a lot. Um, and so uh, when I got to Phoenix, we had Alex Lynn was a lob threat and Miles Plumley. Then we get into, I get into uh, Philadelphia. We had Nerlens Noel. Uh, who was a lob threat. Then I went to Detroit, we had Andre Drummond. So the dynamic of a lob threat, what happens is it forces the weak side to come in. If he doesn't come, if he comes in late, oh, he's getting dunked on. Because again, like the Daniel Gafford, uh, like, like DG going in there dunking on that guy when I threw the lob. The weak side guy was late. And if, if it's a, you know, maybe not a lob threat, you throw a bounce pass, then maybe the guy can come in, maybe get a charge. Or maybe he can come in and, and swipe the ball away. But because it's a live threat, he's throwing it at the rim. That weak side guy is usually a guy my size or maybe 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he can't go up there and get that over somebody that's 6'11 uh, with a freaking 7'4", seven, 7'5", seven, wingspan. And so it just gives you a different dynamic. Uh, another thing that Daniel brings, he runs the floor well. Um, and, and so it's just different little intricates of, of throwing a lob and, and how it takes away that weak side guy and then activate the weak side guy. Now you can skip it 
and now that guy gets a three. Like yesterday, I remember I skipped it to uh, Aul. Aul drove it because Daniel Dole. Uh, now it was a late uh, closeout to Aul. Then he drops it off to Daniel. Daniel, you know, goes and finishes. So it's just different things that a live threat does bring, and then it's different things in uh, Robin brings because nobody can stop that dude inside. So it's just we we got a lot of different pieces. Um, and we just got to keep utilizing all our horses so we can uh, finish strong and uh, get into some postseason play. You and Russ go a while back. Are you just are you just marveled at what he's still doing out there? And like how how difficult is it to do what he's been doing? Listen, man, what is he? Nine more games away from a triple double. Let's call it like like the elephants in the room. Like that's pretty amazing. He will be like he will shatter that. Cause he's gonna get it this year. Like I, like uh, to Russ standard, he didn't play as well as he wanted to play last night, and he had a triple double. So uh, it's just because he he's just an all around basketball player. He rebounds, he passes. I think that speaks to him being an all around basketball player. And the second thing, just the energy that he brings to the game. Like he's giving you everything he's got, every possession, every play, and. I think it's pretty amazing because when he first came in the league, we knew the ability and the athletic ability and all those different things that he had. And then to see him all of a sudden become a floor general, make plays, uh, improve his shooting, uh, rebound the basketball, and then still bring the energy and then know the mind of the game and all those different things. And then still be a coach on the floor. It's pretty amazing. And uh, it's crazy because I think this last, what we say, 15 games he's been playing the best basketball, I think the best basketball in the last two years. He played well in Houston, averaged 27 a game, all those different things. But these last 15 games, he was pretty special. When we went on that road trip, he was, whew, Russ was good. I want to talk about that coach on the floor aspect thing a little bit, not just with Russ, but with you and Brad, and even to an extent, Howell. This is a, um, a really diverse group of guys in terms of their experience across the entire roster, but there's a lot of a lot of experience and a lot of miles packed into the guard group, into the backcourt. How much does it help you guys as the guys bringing the ball up the court and initiating the offense for, for that to be where the experience of the team is packed in? Yeah, I think it's huge. Uh, as you know, this Jackson, like guard play is, is huge now in the NBA. And, um, and I think our experience, me and our experience, um, been in the league five plus, six plus years, it helps us now know how to navigate and play uh, with Brad and Russ uh, to know how to utilize and still utilize DB, uh, how to utilize different guys uh, while still playing a role. So some nights, I said this the other night, I was talking to uh, Drew and him after the game. It was like, man, this might've been one of the best games. And I was like, well, it just depends on the night. Uh, some night, I remember this specifically, I was out. I watched Owl, it was, was playing against the Utah Jazz. And everybody knows that Jordan Clarkson is the key to their team. Aul had two points that night. I thought he, I thought he won the game for him. Now people think I'm crazy, but he came in as soon as Jordan Clarkson came in. He came in, got a steal off of him, uh, made a good pass. Then he came out again, uh, hot, like defensively was hounding him, and then he had to get a ball up. Uh, Jordan Clarkson struggled that night, and there, that's the key. Now both Donovan Mitchell and um, my guy, um, oh, man, I'm going to brain freeze. Uh, uh, lefty, y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, Ingles, Ingles, Joe, man, one of the coldest dudes. I tell him every time I go to war with him, every time I love his game. They both had 30, 
But the key to them winning is always Jordan Carson. And I thought, Awu came in as a vet and was like, look, I might not score 20 like I might uh, against, like I did against Phoenix, but I can impact this game somehow, some way. And he got into Jordan. Jordan, like those first two or three plays, Jordan struggled a little bit, uh, turned the ball over once, missed a shot, and it was all because Awu was just hounding him. And from that forward, I think Jordan might, he might've scored double figures, but it wasn't high double figures and, and he had to get him off a lot of points. So that veteran, you know, mindset is basically saying, all right, what do we need tonight? Is it scoring one night? Is it shooting one night? Is it rebounding one night? Is it defending? And, and just picking and choosing what that is at night is, is why, you know, being a vet is important. We know you have plenty of good basketball left in you, but Coach Brooks has spoken so highly of you as a leader and kind of a, um, a player coach. Is that something you aspire to do whenever you're career is over do you want to be walking up and down the sidelines coaching or do you have uh other plans uh that's a good question you know what uh basketball has been my ministry is it's, it's something that uh I, I've always thought that it's something that when people see me I would love for them to be like man he persevered through things um he never got too high never too low I have strong faith um and uh what the Lord's doing for me so I never like wavered uh, so, I, I, you know, a lot of that stuff is just me being like, man, this is my testimony. This is how I play. This is how I play. You know, this is how the game is. Sometimes you don't come in and and you're not rust and come in right away and you just hoop. You might have to wait four or five years. And so uh, maybe it's just talking to some of the young guys, encouraging some of the young guys, um, getting to know them so you can pick and choose how to talk to each guy. Um, so I, I don't know what it would be next. Uh, like you said, I got, you know, a lot of basketball left, but uh, for me, while I am here, like I try to like communicate and talk to the guys, keep, you know, keep their faith up and keep their like spirits up when you're not playing. And, and then when you are playing well, don't get too high, too low. Cause this, this league is very, very unforgiving. So, uh, and then you got 60 other guys coming and guys overseas and, and so different things like that. So, um, you know, if that's in the cards, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. Uh, but I do think, uh, you know, anytime you can give back what was given to you, uh, I think that's important, and uh, that's something that I wouldn't mind doing at all. Tomorrow's gonna be fun, like you mentioned earlier. How do you go into this? You know, we got the scoring battle going on. <laughs> Still the Warriors, like you know, you've been in the league, the Warriors. I know the last couple of years haven't been the same, but like they still have a target on their back. So how do you guys prepare for that game? You know, knowing that it's more than just that individual matchup of the two guys averaging 30. Yeah. Well, we got to win. We got to keep winning. Uh, and uh, Jackson Z, I, I tell you this, man, like it would be different if we was 33 and 24, like then you might be like, okay, like let's keep, but you know, we're 24 and 33, we're behind the eight ball. And so tonight, tomorrow night's game is really, um, you know, a game that obviously the fans are coming back. So, so we're excited about that. Uh, but the second part of it is, you know, and obviously the scoring champion, you know, those two are gonna be, it's gonna be fun to watch those two go at it. Um, but, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta guard Steph. So, so I, I, I don't, I don't know if I want him to put uh, 40 and 45, uh, but, um, but we got to win and we got to keep winning and keep rolling and, um, uh, see, see, see what happens. I mean, we can only control what we can control. And, uh, if we can control 
the next game, the next quarter, the next half, and, and that entails in us winning, um, then uh, then that's that's what we got to do. So we can just keep kind of, you know, five, you know, nine games under 500, eight games, seven games, keep like putting a dent in it. So uh, all of a sudden we're not in a situation where we have to, uh, you know, it comes down to the last couple of games or we got to ask somebody else to lose a, a win or some sort like that. Ish, this has been great, man. It's been fun to watch you guys get on a roll here and best of luck as we head towards the home stretch. But thanks so much for the time, man. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. Y'all need to have me back. Of course. Always. Anytime. All right, appreciate y'all.